When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we were joined by a comedian, old mate of yours, Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Manchester United fan. Yeah. He's on tour and he told us about the jobs he did in a past life. Very yeah, interesting. Very moment. interesting jobs. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. A slight mishap with some of his accent, but... Yeah, you know, yeah that's your discovery. We got there in the end. Um, Charlie Eccleshare, uh, football journalist for The Athletic, also an author of a new book, uh, The Beautiful Poetry of Football Commentary. And we had a bit of a chat about that and uh, talking a bit of Spurs because that's his job uh, at The Athletic. And um, what else? We had a chat. We you had, got yeah, involved. We had, some we very interesting. Fun, me and you. Yeah, some interesting stories about uh, children's toys. And we had the birthday spread, of, of course. course. A pre-recorded yes. birthday spread. So, um, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Are you? Uh, have you? Have you recovered yet? Are you? Well, are it you was still um, disappointed. What well, is it? Look, I mean, fans of any team that have been sawn off. Uh, well, not necessarily sawn off because you know offside is offside, and you can rail against it and say it wasn't, but it was because it was given. And we will chat to uh, Dale Johnson from ESPN, who is Mr. VAR. It's a title you never really want, is it, Mr. VAR? <laughs> People cross over the road when they see you coming down the street. But we'll talk to him about it. But it is a joy sucker, whether you know. And, you know, I know City yeah. fans, you're saying, what about us in that quarterfinal? Yeah, I, 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 I sympathise yeah. then, I sympathise now. If you're on the wrong end of one, it's awful. Um, and uh, if it goes your way, it's fantastic. But in that moment, when you think you've scored a pretty undeserved last-minute mm. winner and gone through to the next stage it, it nothing can suck the joy yeah. out of a game of football uh, like VAR so yeah. I mean I don't know you know you, it was basically implemented by people you kind of centre more into the laws of football than they are the game of football so yeah. here we are this is this is where we're at and it's nothing's really going to change we talked about it on this show before Paul when it was just <clears throat> brought in you go you want you go to football almost to get out of your head, you know, and mm. and, and, a, and what are the goal? Get a goal is the ultimate sort of burst yeah. of emotion. <clears throat> you don't want to be having mm. that burst of emotion, thinking, well, I might be able to. Oh, it might not. It might not. Because mm. so, it will stop you supporting 
and, 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 and cheering on a goal yeah. and celebrating a goal. Next time you score, you might well, I don't know, I wonder if, if, I don't wonder know if, if we can celebrate. I wonder if we'll ever get to the stage... Uh, in football where you don't celebrate the goal because at the moment I mean even players well, that's now that's the way it'll go isn't we it? saw Skamaka the other week he thought his goal was going to be chalked off and he scored the goal and he just stood there I know. like he was at a funeral because he was he was thinking well what's the point of celebrating because this may or may not be a goal so I wonder if in 15-20 years time when we watch football I mean I'd like to think VR's working slightly better but don't hold your breath whether we will we'll see a goal go in and we'll go Oh, okay. It's yeah. a bit, you know, maybe a bit like we'll getting, see, we'll see, you know. Yeah. And then, and then there's no noise because it was such an explosion. There's a murmur. It was a real we'll, ex- you were there, Paul. Yeah. Seeing on telly, it was an explosion of, we of went, joy. You know, Conte we went, went mad. The players went mad. Everyone was like, "This is it. We're through to the next." But bit, we you all know. knew the longer it went on, yeah. that it that was, was likely too to be too Five well, minutes, Paul. We're going to talk to Dow Johnson about this. We thought the semi-automated offsides and the sort of three D visualizations and all. Um, would would mean we wouldn't see these three or four minute delays. We'll try and find out from Dale what exactly went on because I've been told that the VAR decision was made very quickly. They were looking at other aspects of the decision around it, which is what took the time, which could have been in Tottenham's interests because right. they were. But the pure offside, there was other elements to it apparently. Yeah. But anyway, Dale will explain all and take some of the frenzy uh, out of it. But as I said, it papered over the cracks of another pretty poor performance. I mean. You know, if you put it in context, Tottenham were abject for 45 minutes, were completely outplayed. We've just given a complete half was football four, yeah. lesson by Sporting, who passed and moved, always had players available for mm. the ball. The passing was crisp and it was progressive. Everything that Tottenham's wasn't, much as it has been for the, about the last two or three games. And in the second half, look, Tottenham were always going to get back in the game because they would go deeper and deeper to protect what they had yeah. and look to it, Tottenham on the break. And they had opportunities to do it and could have scored. You know, it was a great save by Hugo Lloris just yeah. before Tottenham went up the other end and scored what they thought was a good goal. So, again, it would have papered over the cracks, but of course you take it. Sometimes you don't play well and you nick a result yeah. and, you know... That that's the way it goes, but uh, not last night. But anyway, we'll talk to Dale about. And you that. go to Marseille, uh, just needing a point, I think, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's going to be. I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, it's like what could possibly go wrong going to Marseille? <laughs> I don't think they've lost any of their games in their own stadium yet. Okay. Um, against a, a team of about five or six ex-Arsenal players. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's it. Nothing could possibly no, go wrong. But no. we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us all. Um, we'll we'll see. Um, so a couple of things, Charlie. I don't know if you've yes. seen this today. Um, when your kids were young, I don't know if they had the old little Tykes car. Remember the little plastic? Oh yes, my, yeah, we, we'd my boys, a couple of my those, boys yeah. had one. They they kind of the oldest. Couple of those in landfill somewhere, Paul. Yeah, and they used to have that thing. And I think one year someone bought him a little petrol pump. They bought oh, him a little petrol lovely, pump. Yeah. They fill it up with petrol. Oh, I've got me petrol. I go round the garden. Well, they've got uh, they've got the new little plastic uh, little Tykes car. They've gone green. Oh, okay. An electric makeover. Oh, lovely. So you basically link it up. The kids now link it up to their charging point, which is. Oh. Very which nice. is nice and then wait 45 minutes till they can have a go <laughs> they've Imagine, not put a little battery in it no? the kids no they've not put by the kids in the garden saying I want to have a go on it dad you've got to wait 45 minutes it's only got 128 kilowatt yeah you have to wait I mean, you can't you do don't it don't want to be running out we, no. the rapid charger was too much Nan couldn't afford that and it's really good because oh, okay. the kids drive around the garden for about two hours looking for another charging point <laughs> and then they finally find one and it doesn't work yeah, yeah. oh yeah doesn't work I haven't got the right connector. or they find or they there might be another kid there who's gone into the little chef and whatever the equivalent is these days, Kay's Country Kitchen, sits there for three hours, even though he only needs 45 minutes charge, but just takes the machine over. 
So it's, re- it's really lovely. Very nice. Well done yeah, very little, well done. Well done, little, little tykes. And as soon as it's great, they've got a little fake radio. Yeah. And you're like, you think you've got about 70% battery left. You put the radio on, or you're a bit warm in the garden. So you put the aircon on, <laughs> suddenly you've got 2% battery left. You're sitting in a labour. We had the police car. Yeah. We had the police, police car, car. Did yeah, you yeah, really? It's turning up, you know, a little light on the top. Nice. That was nice, wasn't it? You know. Did you, do you still have a go in it? No, we've got rid of it since. I don't know if we saw they hold, they hold they their, have, You know what? They hold their value, though. So. I'm sure. <laughs> it's a lovely vehicle. It's a lovely sir. vehicle. Your dad was in used cars. He Why was you get you should have yeah. what's the market's like in used ty- little, used types, little used types cars? Look up this right at Facebook so markets. People turn people turn up with their kids and uh, your dad comes out, he says <laughs> Lovely car that yep. belonged uh, one little girl owner, <laughs> little girl. <laughs> never went round the garden, never crashed it. Didn't once. even put the stickers on. She basically just went play shopping in it. Just went play shopping. It's a lovely, it's a lovely vehicle. But adults in them, that would be great. Yeah. Racing, there adults a, racing. One bloke's in made those. a full size one. Oh, there is he? a full size one wow. that he drives down. He can drive down. Yeah. He's having it at MOT the lot. I don't know why I'm raging. I haven't got an electric car. I don't know why I was raging. Yeah, it, it looked like this was terrible experiences of mine. <laughs> really it was having just, a go at electric was, cars. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, just, I haven't got one. Tesla, so, what does he know? Not my problem. Um, anyway. Thank um, you, Elon Musk. Um, VAR in real life. I just want... It, it is oh, a yeah. bit... It was a, a fine sitcom that didn't get enough series, really. Pete versus Life. And if you ever saw it... Oh, yeah, uh, that was good, yeah. With Rafe Sport, um, Simon Greenall was a kind of commentator. And yeah. Rafe Sport played a character, Pete, whose life was kind of commentated on by a couple of... Like a, uh, comment- of a commentator and a co-commentator. Sort of thing, wasn't it? But yeah. wouldn't they, that show have loved VAR? Because oh, yeah. I was saying to you this morning, imagine it in real life. So, uh, will you marry me? Yes, yes, I will. Hugs, tears, little firework display you've put on for the big moment. Oh, hang on, hang on. There, it's a VAR check. Oh, it's no. a VAR check. Four minutes later... No, 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 I won't marry you. Her dad says no. Yeah, <laughs> You had another scenario, yeah. didn't yes, you? Yes, uh, gender reveal, Paul. Okay, yeah, A gender yeah. reveal, is, you know, goes down all sorts of angles, but, yeah. uh, you know, the balloon pops, it's pink. Yeah, the balloon, pink, the pink glitter pink, everywhere. Yeah, everybody's it's crying. It's a girl. Mum's crying. It's a girl. Cr- oh, it's gone to VAR. Oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Gender is a construct. Yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even understand the rules anymore. <laughs> it's, it's I don't even know what it by. is anymore. So, if you want a, a bit of a Pete versus lifestyle VAR in real life, you want to paint your scenarios uh, today. Uh, Talksport.com text eighteen eighty nine tweet TSH and J. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, it is Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. They're good friends at EE, full fibre broadband that can handle anything. Limited availability, check coverage at ee.co.uk. Uh, Neil Cugley has stood down at uh, Folkestone Invicta after 26 seasons. Yeah. The last time we spoke to him, we were saluting the fact that he'd passed Arsene Wenger's record. <laughs> uh, but he's decided to call it a day. We'll find out why. Andrew Ryan, comedian of Manchester United, uh, pops in and sees us a little bit later on. But before that, we'll discuss a new book, The, the Beautiful Poetry of Football Commentary. It is your favourite uh, commentary moments over the years, given a kind of poetic treatment. Mm, and, very nice. Uh, yeah, a kind of critique on, the, on each one, if you like, put into some sort of context. And the author is a uh, football journalist, Charlie Eccleshire. Charlie, good to see you. Hey, Charlie. Hello, how are you Thank doing? Thank you for coming in. So was this, was this what, what was the kind of catalyst for this? Was it, you were thinking, well, that, that is almost poetry. Was it one particular standout commentary moment that got you going? So it came off the back of a podcast I do called Football Clichés, mm. which talks about the language of football. And so working with the publishers, we thought this would be quite a cool thing to do because commentary is such an important part of football. Um, you know, I think any football fan has a piece of commentary at least one that you know really resonates with them and so we thought this would be quite a fun way to get into it to almost give it like the yeah the poetry treatment as if it's a poetry anthology but it's these kind of excerpts of famous football commentary mm. they i mean um you, yeah you've you've spanned the generations from sort of ken walston home right through to uh, the present day yeah. i mean as you've done your research are there any more um, are there commentators that lend themselves more to the sort of poetic treatment than others, would you say? Is it somebody who kept coming back? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Peter Drury is, is mm. the obvious one, mm. the sort of poet laureate of, uh, <laughs> of football. Um, you know, his stuff is especially poetic. But it's amazing because, you know, the book as well, not just English language commentary, but there are so many from, from other languages as well where it's almost like the moment just captures captures them and they go off on these sort of uh, amazing kind of uh, soliloquies, I suppose. Um, And there's Alistair Brownlee as well, who's a a local commentator commentating on Middlesbrough games. And he's got a kind of dreary and flourish to him. And he, you remember Middlesbrough had that amazing run to UEFA Cup final in 2006. Mm. These two consecutive comebacks that were just, you know, in the pantheon of footballing comebacks. And, and it inspires this amazing sort of biblical language in him. So, yeah, he, he was one that I was especially taken with. Yeah, you've got one um, uh, from Victor Hugo Morales here, uh, a goal from the England-Argentina uh, game in 86 mm-hmm. as well. Which, I mean, so it's a mixture of, that's quite a long piece of commentary. Yeah. But others are just a couple of lines, mm. uh, aren't they? Yeah, and, and that... Um, that Maradona goal, um, you know, that that game, the Argentina 86 one, I think mm. there are three entries in the book from that game alone because it's obviously such a significant yeah. Uh, yeah. moment and you've got the English perspective and also the Argentinian perspective, which are obviously <laughs> kind of drastically different, but they share the same uh, kind of poetic elements to them, I suppose. 
Yeah, like, I suppose like a great goal st- sticks in your mind and stays with a great commentary sticks in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really stays with... And I think I was thinking, yeah, I probably know more sort of lines of commentary than I do actual poems. So yeah. it's actually... <laughs> especially if it's your team, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's, but this is... I've never read this. This is Ray Hudson, who I've not yes, heard of. Yes, he's Sirius XM Radio. This is Athletic Bilbao 2, Barcelona 2. And I'm assuming this is a Lionel Messi... Uh, Equaliser, where halfway through he says, uh, absolute astonishing jaw-dropping genius from Lionel. Watch his hesitation right there. Three players inside the telephone box and he doesn't care. He emasculates them individually, collectively. He literally disperses his atoms inside of his body on one side of the defender and collects them to the other. Magisterial Lino, Magnifico, Extraordinario. <laughs> Imagine that. But it's not written down, you know, it's just sort of yeah. coming out of their head because it's so quick. Happens so quickly, well, doesn't it? Uh, mm. it? I do wonder this, Charlie. I, we worked with Motti for many years on the show, and I, I, I have a chat with Motti, and I say, "Did you have? Do you have some of these up your sleeve, John?" Oh, yeah. And he, he he always says to me, "Oh no, no, no! You're the crazy gang of beating the culture club." Exactly. Motti, it was in the moment. I mean, you'd like to think that's. I'm sure it is. He wouldn't lie to us, but um, you do wonder sometimes whether they've got one for that. It's like in emergency break glass. Yeah, absolutely. You? And that's the question I've asked com- many commentators, mm. Drury among them, and he always insists the same thing you 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 can't plan them in a way because a lot of these scenarios are so far-fetched so one of the dreary excerpts in here is that manolas greek god descend and it's this incredible flourish (laughs) and you think and he said you know how could i have i would have had to go through basically every plausible and that wasn't even that plausible scenario before the game um which just you know isn't really very realistic yeah, I suppose if, if they're reacting to what they're seeing, isn't it? And that's the key yeah. with a great commentator. Is it's, just, it's otherwise it sounds robotic, doesn't it? Exactly. It's, otherwise, it would be an AI doing it. It needs that human element. And yeah, they're inspired. I think you know that they. That's when they always say the best moments come is because they hadn't seen this coming, and mm. and, and you hear that so natural. You know, like the Martin Tyler Aguero. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. is. You know that that's not beautiful poetry in a way. It's just mm. saying a name, but it's mm. uh, it's exactly what's required in that moment. Are you planning to have an evening of readings? Bring some actors in. Like the idea of a sort of bit yeah, like lovely. Dave Gorman's what found poems. Have a string quartet playing under <laughs> Andy Gray. Ooh, you beauty! What a hit! What a hit! Some what a hit! It would be nice, wouldn't it? That, yeah, that that would be amazing. Get the full orchestral uh, yeah. treatment. But also, you can read it, and you can you can. You can feel how you felt when you heard it for the first time. Mm, like yeah. y- you have to feel this is their year. Is this their moment? Beckham into Sheringham, and Solskjaer has won it. Manchester United have reached the promised land. That Clive Tilsley yeah. commentary, you know, our very own Clive Tilsley. And you do give it a kind of scholastic feel as well. Every every um, commentary quote you kind of look at from the, you put it in a context as a as a piece of commentary, and then you kind of look at it from a, a poetry point of view. For example, one which I think is great and doesn't get talked about enough for the reason you go into in the book it's uh, Ken Wollstoneholm it's only 12 inches high solid gold and it means England are the world champions yeah. that's just beautiful three lovely lines but you say it's a triplet that is all about the physical prize at stake and its symbolism rather than the feet, feats that have taken England to the point where it's theirs so mm. you, you kind of have a scholastic take on them slight, tongue slightly in cheek yeah exactly I mean and, and Wollstoneholm is more proud of that um, bit mm. of commentary than he was what, the line he's most famous for which yeah. of course they think it's what over it is now but yeah that was the the sort of idea and I studied English literature and Latin at, at school and uh, and so it was kind of like going back to school a little bit whereas it used to be poetry or philosophy or whatever 
here it was this and and yeah you know it's 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 meant to be fun and uh yeah kind of applying that sort of scholarly yeah. rigor uh because these things are as important to football fans as you know as great poetry uh, was to to their readers and have any of these commentators come to you and said you know what i'd never thought of it have you heard from any of them yet? yeah i mean i've spoken to uh so john motson uh i've had a nice message on his behalf and i've spoken to peter drury and martin tyler mm. uh, who i know reasonably well and yeah i mean they've been really really humbled which is so nice because i think you know we think we put them on such a pedestal but actually you know someone like drury he, he says it's just such an honor for him to be talked about in this way and to be compared to you know these commentators from yesteryear who he grew up idolizing yeah, yeah. And, and you know for them they are in their minds just kind of saying the first thing that pops into their head and hoping it's vaguely coherent. And it's, so it's think, like these are their great number one singles. You know, they're, they're yeah, great exactly. Singles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole match is the album, you know. Yeah, this yeah. is the, the great, <clears throat> this is the single track. It is, although some of them I feel are sort of like obscure album tracks that they might not, they might <laughs> yeah. not remember. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a lovely book and I think a, a, yeah. a great, great Christmas, Christmas present, present yeah. for people. So nice sort of... Sp- small format book yeah, that, uh, that we're both Perfect. big fans of so it's uh, published by Orion uh, The Beautiful Poetry of Football Country by Charlie Ecclesher before we let you go Charlie uh, your day job uh, is uh, the Tottenham correspondent for The Athletic and uh, we talked about the, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast just a general point looking at again not a great game by um, Sonny last night um, really a bar in that 14 minutes against Leicester mm. he's found it tough this season I've just thinking this morning about what's going wrong and something that no one's really talked about yet is this World Cup looming we are seeing players affected by it but when I thought of Sonny and his situation this is the guy with a whole nation on his shoulders mm. he's, he's, he's the biggest name really apart from a couple of K-pop bands in the country and I do wonder whether it just seems different this World Cup normally there is that break between end of season that three or four weeks when you can kind of decompress and go again they're going to have five days and I think they're all feeling that it's looming in a way and I look at him and he looks like a guy playing not his natural game he's he's such a joy to watch and he looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and I wonder if the World Cup's part of that it's interesting yeah I mean I was lucky enough to go to Korea with Spurs on their tour in the summer and see that Son Mania close hand Mm. and it really is extraordinary I mean he is a complete rock star god almost in that country. And yeah, I've heard this not not just from Tottenham supporters, but from supporters of other clubs as well, feeling that are some of their players playing slightly within themselves. I mean, it is a, you're right, it's a totally mad situation. Mm. A week, and, and also because normally at the end of a season, there might be some players playing for teams where they actually don't have loads to play for. So they can slightly, you know, wind down in those last couple of weeks. Whereas now it's this the most kind of intense period most of these players have ever played in. Mm. So it, it is interesting. Uh, and it's it's just, I don't think it's very fair on the players that they've got to be sort of juggling these two things and then going straight from this to just as intense an environment, mm. if not more. And then that adjustment of coming back and five days yeah. later playing football again, whether you've won it and you can't go again because we used to see so many players after the Cup of Nations come yes. back in the February, either be on their backsides because they've had a terrible one or can't go again because they've won it or they've done very well. Completely. It, it, it's extraordinary you've got a situation. The World Cup final's on the Sunday. Literally the following midweek, there are Carabao Cup games. So you could be Harry Kane and have scored the winning goal in the World Cup final we told oh are you you good to play against West Ham on Wednesday you know and we've got Brentford on Boxing Day or as you say you might have missed 
the, the decisive kick in the in the World Cup final and have to play a few days later. It's, uh, I mean, it will be fascinating to see how that plays out. You know, yeah. because I think every club supporter will be watching the World Cup through as as they do with yeah. a slight club prism sure. and worrying. What's this going to mean for the second half of the season? Mm. Are they going to be really gutted, or are they going to be flat? And you know, they might have won the World Cup, but then how do you then lift yourself to go again a few days later? Yeah, absolutely, it's going to be tough. We'll find out, of course, in the uh, in the course of time. But uh, good to see you, Charlie. Thanks very Thanks, much Charlie. for coming. Thank Charlie Eagleshare's book, just a reminder, the beautiful poetry, football commentary, published by Ryan, out now in hardback. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Our producer has a bit of a problem. Every time Graham comes on, he comes on a fair old bit, uh, and we have a little run-through before the show of what's in the show. We talk yeah. it through, and the producer talks us through it. And every week he says, we've got David Byrne from... Uh, we say, it's Graham Byrne. And it just we, I, we did quite like the idea of talking heads frontman uh, David Byrne maybe just coming on one week Doing the to take tips. us through that. You may find yourself having a five run the 330 at Kempton. That would be great. <laughs> My God, very, what very have good. I done? It'd be great with, with the idea. Idea of yeah. uh, my money lads is on the road to nowhere <laughs> in the two twenty at Kempton. Song, that is. That's a great yeah. song, isn't it? So there we are. Road to nowhere is a good song, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is a good, Charlie. It is a good song. Oh, I love just it. on that level. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Moving brilliant. away from what we were discussing. Yeah. It is, sorry, just move. It is. Yeah. It is a good you just song. Mentioned it. It's like you saw a fly, wasn't it, in the yeah. studio? <laughs> you just oh, it's a fly. Like, just suddenly immediately. Yeah. My Labrador tendency of squirrel. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Don't say that because people have told us if they're kind of listening and then the dog suddenly really looks up, up does it? if you start shouting chase that, the ball yeah no, the, the dogs the dogs yeah biscuit yeah. see if I say that the dog's going to be looking where's my biscuit you're going to have to yeah. give him a biscuit now aren't you go for a walk no it's not fair it's not fair on dog okay. owners at home this afternoon but the old dogs the old heads come up <laughs> uh, anyway we mentioned earlier my on, dog's birthday today Paul sorry oh tremendous Bruce, Bruce's birthday you're getting today. Bruce a cake 10 today oh wow that's good going he's a, he's a fox red lab isn't he's he he's a fox red lab yeah he's a nice boy uh, ten years old. He's a very good boy. Have you marked You're it? A good boy, Bruce. I mean, we do this. We kind of it's our yeah, dogs, but yeah. we we say our oh, happy birthday. But yeah. the dog looks at us like, yes, yeah, so what? I was chatting to my wife earlier on, and, and um, my daughter, who's six, was talking to her in the background as they do. And she said, "I'm going to make Bruce a key ring." <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice gift. It's a nice, it's a nice, nice for a dog. It's a nice gift for a dog, isn't it? Because he can come and go ring. as he come and, and go as he pleases. Exactly. Then can't he's he? getting older, Paul. Get him a, he's getting older. Get him a set out, of keys. Come back in. Yeah, that's right. At that age, you know, well, you don't want him wandering off because in dog years he's about eighty. Exactly. Don't just sort of find him down in the town centre sitting there, do you? A key ring. Yeah. yeah so there we are. Well, lovely, I'm sure I bet it's a lovely key unsuitable ring. Unsuitable gifts for dogs. If you've got any of those, uh, uh, and no, because we were telling you earlier on the little tight car, the little plastic cars that uh, kids used to love, Charlie's oh, yeah. kids, Adam, my kids uh, you sort of shared one, passed it down, my two boys. They've gone electric. Well, not really, but they've got that little plastic petrol pump that used to come with a car. Uh, they've now got a, a, an electric charging station. Oh, yeah. And we, we did a whole bit on that. We won't bore you with that again. <laughs> but, but we did ask whether you've ever tried to get into it as an adult. And one of the less listeners did. He says, at 32, I'm now 45. Is Darren in uh, the Oxford f- 
fan. I thought it would be a good idea to get in the kid's little tight car. No, he says. My missus had to go full firefighter <laughs> and cut me out of it. Wasn't oh, even any no. children about. He just saw it and thought, you know, I'm getting in there. The stupid things there. you do sometimes oh, yeah. as adults. Try and go down a little. Darren, that's very good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, the good. little t- fun fact says Tim, the little tight's car is officially the best-selling car ever in the UK. Oh, that's a nice fact, isn't it? It's like, like um, do you know who makes the most tyres in the world, Paul? Uh, no, Lego. Do they really? Lego I suppose, have yeah, sold yeah. more tyres than anyone else in the rubber tyres yeah. in the whole world. Isn't that a nice quiz fact? That's nice, that, yeah, it's fun, a bit QI. Fun. Lego have got a big football day coming up oh, for the they? joy of play. Two days of free and immersive events celebrating sport, creativity and construction. Okay. They're all going to be there. Apparently got a lot of the stars all turning All the Lego out. guys. Uh, all the Lego guys have got uh, Lego Thierry Henry and <laughs> the real one. Yeah. Uh, women's uh, Feast of Pieces in the box Alexia Patelis of course uh, Barcelona player Women's Player of the Year she'll be there they've got all different people turning out but big Lego day I was never yeah. never a massive fan not of the Lego was not, it, not was the it? technical Lego no it's just I, I was I, no did it ever bite you was you your kids into I, it I, I can do Lego I, mean, I can do a bit of Lego yeah I don't I mean, it's not difficult is it I mean the, I know, the base you know sticking bricks together I don't want to sit with them okay <laughs> Dad, let's I do like, some Lego. I like them. I mean, I'll do it with the kids. <laughs> I'll tell us what's happening. It's exactly. My missus has said, stop saying biscuit. It's even worse because oh, yeah. it's your voice. Like your voice. My yeah, dog's yeah. going mad. Oh, it's Pebble the Chocolate Lab's birthday. It's very local radio, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say hello to your dog if you want. Are we allowed to do that, Paul? The listeners can all bring their dogs in <laughs> when you're That'd in next nice. Tuesday. No, it wouldn't nice. be. I'm not okay. sure they'd let them in reception. Oh, yeah. It's, it's my Labrador's birthday next week. We cook him stale and chips. Stale and chips. Stale and chips. Steak and chips. <laughs> it says stale. It says stale. That's my right. dog will eat anything and eat anything stale. Oh, we, man. Well, he was having tummy trouble the other day, Bruce. Oh, that's, and that's he does not, anyway. Let's not anyway, go down that road. I was in the garden yesterday. I was going to give the I was going to give them the lawn one last mow, Paul. Oh yeah, which I thought I'd already done, but you know, I found a big lump of polystyrene <laughs> that had, that had been through, and it had on it a little googly eye. <laughs> <laughs> He'd eaten a googly eyed, and that's where something. I had my idea for my series of children's books. Peter the polystyrene uh, googly eyed, just one eye, yeah, one eyed Peter, one eyed Peter, uh, forlornly lying in the garden, having been through the digestive system with a fox red lab. He wasn't well last week. We were like, "Oh, what's wrong with him? We better go." Do hope you're enjoying your late lunch today, <laughs> listeners. Somebody just. Put their sandwich down. So I don't listen to talk sport here about your... It's Paulie Knott's dog's birthday today. Pebble the Chocolate Lab, he's two oh, today. no, come on, Charlie. This is <laughs> this is not good. Oh, we've run out this of time. Is, we were this is do not, text. But... I mean, this is not good content, is it, really? I mean, I'm sure the listeners are saying, whenever it, is it dogs, on this Paul. show? People love dogs. This is not good content. Uh, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talks and War for now, anyway. <laughs> we may be asked to leave at three o'clock. <laughs> You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Can I just say I'm not allowed to read out any of the lovely dog messages we've had because I've been told that my producer's going to turn my, him my off. My microphone will get turned off. So yeah. sorry about that. Alfie. Even Ledley, one of the uh, yeah, listeners, telling about his yeah. dog, dog uh, Ledley. Yeah, yeah. Called him after Full, the great Christmas Ledley dinner King. on his birthday. Yeah, shame. Yeah. Alfie's He's 18, only got he's one knee. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Andrew Ryan, comedian, Manchester United fan, is uh, on tour. Oh, yeah, funny man. And uh, Manchester United in action tonight, so we've thought high time we got him back on. Good afternoon, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty good, thank you. 
So um, you, you, you're coming over here, coming over here, being funny. <laughs> um, I see you've been warming up. You got warming up at the Galway Comedy. I was in Galway a few months ago. What a what a wonderful oh, place! I, I will be back. But you're warming up there. Then then you're uh, you're around the UK and, and all around Ireland as well. Yeah, I, I start kind of like this weekend in Galway at the festival, and then next week I'm over to Basingstoke, and then I hit Manchester, and then London. Walton on Thames, wherever that is, that's a nice place. Mm, nice that's in, sorry, that's nice a nice part gig. Of the world, actually, you like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, that's a very nice gig in El ba- the Barn there, the Barn Theatre in Walton. You, you played that? Yeah, nice, it's lovely. Nice yeah. gig. You'll have nice a nice place. time there. Yeah, it's a good part. Yeah, so it's going really well. I've got a big show at the Everyman in Cork as well. and uh, But yeah, Basingstoke next week, Manchester and London. I'm doing the Backyard Comedy Club on the 13th of November. And it's a, it's a great spot, you know. So um, I, I I lived in England for a long time. Great audiences, great places to perform. So I can't wait to get over. Yeah, yeah the, the, court, the court gig. That's your backyard, isn't it, and, Andrew? That is my hometown, yes. And mm. it is. Uh, it's one of those where the family are coming. So oh, good luck with <laughs> well, that. How do you feel about performing to family? What's it like? What's it like? It's, mm. Do you know what happens? You can, and Charlie mm. will back me up on this. You can go out and have a great time and you will come off afterwards and you're thinking, oh, really impressed the family. And what they'll turn around to and say is, we didn't like your shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like what did you do your hair like that for? That's exactly. the thing, Charlie. Do you oh, get yes. the same if you've got like, family there? Just talk about anything but the show a lot of yeah. the time. Do they over laugh like, or under laugh? No, just 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 they're there experiencing it. Right, they're there, sort of. It's happening while they're while, too close. in front of you, isn't they, it? It's, they, they know about. They know that ma- the magic that's gone on behind the scenes to create. Yeah, this, I mean, do you they? talk about them in your in your act now or? I talk a little bit about, I've got nieces and nephews now, so I talk about them. I have one young fella, uh, one nephew who's very good at football, uh, really, really good. And he's he's been scouted a bit. And so I have a whole routine about when he gets to 18, he might be able to pay off my mortgage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe before 18, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, do you know what? I talked to him a little bit. I did a gig once and uh, I was telling a story and uh, my mum and dad were in and uh, my mum heckled me halfway through and said, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So it didn't happen like that. It was your auntie Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so you get, you know, you know, we know you get a bit of creative license with it, but yeah. And afterwards, they they, they take they take things quite literally as well. It goes, did you really do that? And like, I, I kind of did it, but I made it funnier by adding an extra bit, showing that they still don't really understand what your job is. No, but they all, they, they, they my one of my brothers told me he said you've been winging it for the last twelve years. <laughs> oh. So, like, and I go, well, you know what? If I can wing it for 12, I hopefully can wing it for another 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, <laughs> and then that's it, isn't it? What, was it what, what did you do before comedy, Andrew? Did you have a life, a, a job before comedy, or has it always been that for you? I've had, I've, um, I started comedy when I was 26, but the most interesting job I had was I was a private investigator. Wow. Wow. Yeah, people think, people think it's like Hawaii 5 and you're jumping over cars and all this kind of stuff. But this was back in the early 2000s. I did it for about nine months. And basically, my job was, to make sure that if people were claiming for accidents that they couldn't walk and that they weren't outside playing five-a-side football, basically. Right. Uh, So we're basically trying to get people's car premium down. I did it for nine months. I didn't enjoy it at all. It was one of those things that a friend of mine of a friend said, look, do you want to do this for a little bit? And I did it a couple of days a week and it just wasn't my kind of scene. But a lot of people, when I tell people that I used to be a private investigator, they they don't believe you, obviously. And they're like, oh, yeah, right, yeah, what did you do? But, you know, it's it's actually quite a big industry in terms of people just making sure, you know, you're basically trying to check if things are fraud or not. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And and a lot of the stuff that you did was actually genuine. 
So you weren't like, you know, it was you're just double checking to make sure people aren't putting in or aren't committing fraud. Yeah. And um, it's not the type of industry that I enjoyed. But then obviously I was I, I worked in uh, I used to work in the social care system as well and uh, became a comedian and then obviously met Charlie and uh, we yeah. became and uh, this made my job now for the last few years and I'm back living in Ireland and everything is rosy here, you know, and it's yeah. great to get on tour and uh, especially with everything opening up this year, it's been mm-hmm. superb. So I'm very excited. I wonder if you could entrap people. I just wondered as a, a private investigator doing that, suddenly you you just roll a ball in front of them and see if they kick it back. Do you want to have a football under your arm? Well, like the great escape when the blow gets on the, on the, yeah. uh, on the bus. Yeah. Some Good guy, luck. Thank you. Some guy's been claiming for years and you say, fancy a kickabout, mate. It would be oh, great, yeah, wouldn't lovely. it? Swing one in. Yeah, totally. you know, the best one I ever had was uh, I was checking out a guy. He was, he was he had a claim for 100 grand and he said that he couldn't leave the house and we caught him on top of the roof of his house holding a bat. <laughs> A bat? What? A, 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 like, like a shower and a bat. Like a bat. Oh, a bath. Oh, a bath. Oh, a bath. Oh, sorry, sorry, a bath. Yeah, okay, sorry. sorry we Andrew, got lost in translation. I did like the... I was thinking, what sort of bat? Cricket bat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A baseball bat? Or just a, a kind of, like you know, bat. the winged yeah, creature? Yeah. Oh, my God. There we are. Sorry, my, it's my uh, Irish THs are very different. You know? <laughs> no, no, very now, uh, Manchester United take on Sheriff Tiraspol. He's not a man to be messed with, of course. <laughs> you, know, you know how he runs that town. Yeah. Uh, him and his deputies. But, um, yes, um, Harry Maguire... Back in training, may get a look in. Cristiano has made his peace. I say all this, I don't just say it randomly because you're a Manchester United fan, Andrew. How are you feeling about Ronaldo? Did you do you think he should have been welcomed back into the tent or not after all that nonsense? Not the other choices there. Well, I think the the football club is moving forward, and Cristiano Ronaldo is not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is the reality of the situation. I like Ten Hag. I like what he's doing. I love the energy in the squad. We're a long way where away from challenging for the league and unfortunately you know we the club is bigger than the player and we've had it before with David Beckham and Roy Keane where big names have left the club you know Ronaldo has been phenomenal for us and like you've got to accept that you know he is an elite athlete that wants to play week in week out but, it, but at the end of the day we can't we can't we can't accommodate him because he can't do what Ten Hag wants him to do. If he if he could do what Ten Hag wants him to do, he would be starting because he's one of the best in the world. So there's obviously an issue there. I'm happy that he's back in the squad. I think it's important that these things get rectified straight away and hopefully he can score tonight. I would like to see him a little bit more in the Premier League in terms of coming on a bit earlier. But then again, if he's going to be there on the 1st of January, is he going to go? Then, you know what, thanks so much for your service. But the way I look at it is that you know the club the club is moving forward with Ten Hag and we have to just, just go with it. Mm, absolutely. Well, good to talk to you and we wish you well. Galway Comedy Festival uh, tomorrow and Saturday. And then, as we saw, the dates are on Andrew Ryan Comedy. A guaranteed fun night out. Lots yeah. of laughs. He's a good, good joke, man, aren't you, Andrew? Thank you very much, lads. Thanks for having me on. Take care. That's uh, Andrew Ryan there, Manchester United supporting comedian. Yeah. So go and catch him on tour over here and indeed over in Ireland. Have you played Galway, the Galway Festival? No, I haven't, Andy no. Smart was telling me, when I got back, he said, you've got to go for the festival. It's a sensational few yeah, days. Okay. And I'm just looking at um, sort of the acts they've got on. It's got a very good lineup. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was lovely. Thanks for asking if I've been booked. Lovely. Then, over you know, there. So. I, just wondered, I just wondered if you'd been. Not, not been booked, Paul. So. Not been booked. Well, I think they've missed a trick, a Come Charlie. and get me, please. Issue a come and get me, please. <laughs>
In, yeah, that's definitely do it in football terms. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, it's time now for the birthday spread. Mm. Uh, recorded yesterday, we should point out, because Andy was having uh, his teeth out. Uh, no, not his teeth, a one tooth. A one tooth, okay. <laughs> to make me look all terrible. Of, all of his teeth out, gums as he's now known, he's having all his teeth out today. Goodness and he didn't sake. know what state he'd be in this <laughs> afternoon. So here we are, post-show Wednesday, recording the birthday spread to bring you your regular fix. Um, which means Charlie's at home. Hello, Charlie. His new name, Juanita. Yay, <laughs> beautiful. And Jeff Peters is in, in his nerve centre. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, very uh, good afternoon. Uh, th- uh, yes, good, good afternoon, afternoon to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Paul leads Charlie 34-14. <laughs> yes. Won 11 of the last 12 against Charlie and 13 of the last 14 official Never. spreads. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't sound right. Doesn't it's sound a, right. It's a bit like who wants to be a millionaire. Somebody from our office is with Charlie to make sure he doesn't look it up. Yes, I know. I, 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 the man's not a cheat. If <laughs> I know anything him. about him, he's not a cheat. Yeah. Unless he gets thank you, thank you so much, Paul. Unless he well, gets all... If he was, he'd be doing a lot better. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meow. Unless he gets 10 out of 10, absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. So I think Pele can still join us, even though it's a Wednesday afternoon. He's busy. So let's get underway mm. then. First birthday, Andy. Oh, should I explain oh, the rules? I should. No, everybody knows. Okay, ten birthdays, got to guess the ages, <laughs> shortest margin of error wins, Andy, first birthday. There we go. It's the great broadcaster, match of the day commentator, Barry Davis. Oh, Barry. Mm. Yes, I know Barry pretty well, actually. He came around to dinner a few years ago, and uh, I knew he preferred meat to fish. Yeah. So I cooked him a beautiful flatfish, and Barry was delighted. He said, look at his place, just look at his place. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Look at his face. Very nice. Just look at his face. Place. Um, <laughs> Barry, lovely man, coming and saw us a little while ago in the studio. Still mm. looking good in fine fat. Oh, 84, I'm going to go. Mm, yeah, up there, I reckon. 85. 85. Oh, Charlie, team. as usual, gets off to a fantastic start. He's 85. Okay, if that happens yes. nine more times, there's a steward. What's Hang on a minute. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> on his uh, Mr. Google. Yeah. G Google. What, what's the Google. scores? Uh, I need to get my calculator out for that one. Um, yeah. It's Paul One, Charlie Nil. Paul One, Charlie Nil. Good start for Charlie. Okay. okay. Frankly, who cares? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the musician Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Shaggy. You may not know this. He's a big Brentford fan. Is and, he really? uh, yeah, we were up at St. James's Park recently for the 5 1 defeat to Newcastle. I wanted to blame one of the centre halves, but Shaggy said it wasn't me. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Now we alternate these. So, Charlie, what are you Yeah. Doing? I reckon he's older than you, a bit older than you, I don't know. 52. 52. I think you might be a bit older than that. 56, Shaggy. Split the difference, 54. 54. Oh, okay. Certainly too early, Jeff, for us to start going, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lover Lover. Can't do that. (laughs) Mr. Boombastic. You know Mr. Boombastic from 15. (laughs) (laughs) His wife, Rini Boombastic. Rini Boombastic. Yes. Um, So what's that done, the scores, Jeff? Uh, Both two out, so it's Paul three, Charlie two. Charlie two. Back to me, then. Okay. Well, okay, okay. Legendary cricketer and uh, contributor to talk sport over the years, Sir Geoffrey Boycott. Ooh. And uh, we were staying in the same hotel on tour when I caught him wandering around our floor looking for his room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He didn't seem to know where to go. Yes, he was in the corridor of uncertainty. Okay, you could have gone. He seemed 
uncertain of what corridor he was in. Yes, and let, l- let the listeners work a bit <laughs> I harder. I could have done that. It's true. Um, <laughs> I'll do that for next year. Okay, I'm sure but, you will. Write, write it down on your on your mother's penny. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of doing a sticker stick rhubarb bar crumble. Yeah, you could have yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lovely. All there for next year. What is Jeffrey now? Is he 70... 76... You know what? I was thinking exactly because I was thinking 1986. Yeah. It'll have been about 30, da, 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 78. Oh, no, he played for a long time. He's actually 82. Is he really? Ooh, okay, okay. okay. Well, that's good though. What's happened to the scores there, Jeff, based on that? Clever from Charlie there, only to be four out rather than a direct hit. Um, and, <laughs> 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 I'm sense. not stupid. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Paul six out, so it's uh, Paul nine, Charlie six. Oh, okay. Ooh. To Charlie then for the first. Game. Okay. Okay. He may have featured in the birthday game at some point. It's Manfred Mann. Oh, oh okay. Manfred Mann. Okay. He was very athletic in his youth, actually, specialising in the high jump. He attended the same school as Dr. Jacob Bronowski. As Manfred leapt over the bar, Jacob was, in, <laughs> Jacob was inspired to come up with his seminal groundbreaking work, The Ascent of Man. Yeah, even I lost. The good thing is, I lost heart in that one. The good thing is, you kept you kept kept it brief, and that's what made it work. Oh yeah, just by keeping it brief. Next one is brief. Keeping it punchy is the key, isn't it? I did. I did uh, ask Ian Abrahams if he was a a, a good friend of Man for a Man and was going to wish him happy birthday. Ha ha! Said the clown. Oh, oh. But I used to see him. I used to. I used to see him uh, at Leicester City many years ago. Yeah, there he was, just walking down Filbert Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Real deep, deep, deep deep cut album tracks we're getting now. Um, uh, eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Man for a man. Um, eighty-five. Man for a man. He's in the Barry Davis envelope. No, he's a bit younger. He's eighty-two. Oh, okay. Ooh. There he was just a woman. <laughs> yeah, you can get away with that at that age. Five, four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, what's so uh, yeah, Paul, you are three out. Charlie is six out. Ooh. Twelve all. Twelve. Twelve all. That's good game. Twelve all. Game, what a good game. It is. Going into half time. It's okay. the dermatologist. Dermatologies? <laughs> I don't know him. Is, he, is, he, Derma- is his name Dermatology? Dermatology. She's a woman, anyway. Dermatologist. <laughs> Professor Fenella Vojnaratska. Fenella Vojnaratska. I pronounced that correctly. Okay. Uh, I should know. Let's set you up for the joke. Well, yeah. she's also a very keen cricketer. Oh, yeah. Her uh, batting and bowling aren't up to much. But you should see Fenella Fielding. <laughs> hey! That was I definitely remember that. Yes. That's it. This is the gag. last ever birthday spread. That'd be the same gag. Uh, oh. March. Yeah. Fenella. Um, and was she a dermatologist? Yes, she's a dermatologist. dermatologist. Yeah, I've got to go. Right. I mean, she could be anything, couldn't she? Because well, she so she's got, from she's, last got some, year. she's got some skin in the game. She certainly has. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> I don't know what she is. Andy's writing that one down. <laughs> 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 67. The same games it is on Acne Marshes. Oh, oh, no. oh, wow. Six, um, 67, I'm going for, Charlie. Uh, 67, yeah. I mean, I have no idea who she is. No, so. I know. Oh, who has? Yes. Like, it's going Let's keep it tight. 69. Oh, 75. Oh, okay. 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 For both oh, of us. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So what's that done to the scores, Jim? Well, at the halfway stage, Paul, you're eight out on that one and move on to 20. Charlie's six out and on to 18, so two in it at midway. Come on. Right, the perfect position he wanted to be in before he started cheating. So <laughs> we'll see if he does that in the second half, where we leave you at half-time here in this pre-recording, we'll be brutally honest. Uh, edition of the birthday spread as Andy has had all of his teeth uh, this, this morning and he's struggling. Happy so, birthday to Bobby Davis. Happy birthday. So it's 2018. Back with the second half. Very shortly. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome back to the second half of the birthday spread. Uh, this pre-recorded edition as Andy had. Well, all, all of his teeth taken out. Um, it's 20, <laughs> 2018, and uh, Andy's got a full set uh, as he's given us the birthdays this afternoon. And uh, Charlie's winning, and Pele's back. Here he is. Mm. Although, as I said, we're doing this dry. It's been put in post, so we don't know whether he's back or not. <laughs> I'll give you an excuse if you lose, Paul. Okay, no fair enough. Uh, so, wow. Charlie, you're, you lead off. Okay. Yes. The former Labour MP, Lady Una King. And okay, yeah. in her youth, she was a fine goalkeeper who plied her trade in Italy's women's Serie A. I remember one particularly brilliant performance when she kept a clean sheet against one of the top sides. It was Una Palermo Blanca. Thank you. Oh, oh, that's wow, that's beautifully constructed. Nice. What does Una King do again? Una King. She was, a, she was an MP, wasn't she, in the 90s, I think? Una King. Mm. I'm afraid it's the same one I've got. Maybe a years or anything? Different one. Yeah, no, no, do, I don't know. No. Yeah, the Googling. Okay. No, there's no Googling. Thank you, Chess. <laughs> as, this, as this is a pre yeah. I've spent all day like the likely lads avoiding the scores. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's 63. Uh, yeah, 66. Clickety click 66. Ooh, 55. Oh, sorry. Oh, you okay. Sorry, Una. Sorry, sorry Una. Una. Um, okay, so what's that done to the scores? A little bit of a gap. Charlie getting momentum here. Uh, leads by five, 26 31. Did you do the gag? Come on now. Yeah. Andy, what was it? Una Palermo. Oh, that's Una Palermo right. Blanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned she might have been a ticket tout. She always had lots of Una stubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> there there we are. Anyway, move on. Uh, 26 31. <laughs> I'm writing that down for next year. Yeah, I'm definitely um, having that one. So, okay. Yeah. It's uh, the painter and etcher. That's what it says here. Professor yeah. David Carpanini. David Carpanini. Mm. I've always enjoyed collecting his small portraits of famous artists and gluing them in a special book, which I managed to complete. There's nothing better than a full set of Carpanini stickers. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice. Um, yes. 81. Yeah, Andy, 81 I'm going for Professor Carpanini. David I Carpanini. think he's up, up there, and I'm going to tap it about and say 82. Ooh. 76. 76. Oh, wrong way. Still in the lead, though, so tapping it about is not a bad tactic. Uh, yes, still... <laughs> Paul five out onto 36, <laughs> Charlie six out onto 32, so four in it, three to go. Ooh. Four in it, three to go. Let's okay. Come on, it's the, hang in there. It's the poet. Yeah. Uh, he wrote The Figured Wheel in 1996. Can't say I've ever heard of it. Oh. Robert Pinsky. Robert Pinsky. And he was always complaining that his 
undergarments were far too tight. I said to him, why don't you take your Pinsky corset off? (laughs) (laughs) I thought about doing something similar on that with like the the major on Millionaire. Of course he coughed. Oh, oh, um, yes. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, very nice. But it wasn't funny, so. Uh, so I was going to say, I was going to have something ended in cough, but I couldn't say it on national radio. (laughs) What was his year? What was his year? Ask him for a lot of clues here. Well, no, 90, no he did, he did say did what say year that, it was. Yeah. Just asked him for it, what year was his yeah, big career. Yeah, yeah. All time to search, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 70. Okay. Um, yeah, 75. 82. Oh. So what's that Terrible. done to the scores, Jeff? Well, that makes it interesting, very interesting. Paul, seven out on that, so on to 43. Charlie, 12 out, and he moves on to 44. So Paul in the lead by one, two to play. One. Two more to go. Could could Andy face away from Paul, actually, please? Because he gets to see Andy's reaction when I say say my... He's got Score. a real poker face. He doesn't pull mm, yeah. a he doesn't pull a face when <laughs> you. That's because oh, yes. he's got no teeth. That's good. that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's why he has now because it's a pre-record. It's just tomorrow morning he won't have and be able to speak in the afternoon. Anyway, sucking a lemon. Yes, indeed, Andy. <laughs> it's the Nobel Prize-winning physicist from 2010 and Regis Professor of Physics at the University of Manchester. Don't make me repeat that. Yes. So Andre Game. And uh, he's made a lifelong study of football restarts from the touchline, specialising in the work of uh, such exponents as Rory DeLapp. Mm. His thesis is called Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear that one again. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I love this game. 70. 70 (laughs) blind 70 I'm going for, Mm. Charlie. You're one, you're one off. So, yeah, one off. I want to take it to the last, really, don't I? Yeah, okay. so I've got to decide which to go. Sir, 71. There's no point saying anything else. 64. Okay. okay. And it makes Paul go first. So, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, well that's done, worked out very well. So what's that's that gone very well. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, six out onto 49. Charlie, seven out onto 51. Two in it, one to go if anyone Two. cares. This week is what like greatest hits, isn't it? Oh, it is. God. It's great to hear these old gangs are getting a year on. Has it really been 12 months? <laughs> Play the hits! Yeah. Play the hits! Apparently it's 6 out of 10, according to Jeff. Okay. Thanks, man. What quality okay. are the jokes? No. Oh, okay. No, 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I don't want oh, a memo. Okay. Blind. No, don't want a money or memo. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with oh, a slight change of plan. Yeah. It's the artist and Turner Prize winner, yeah. 2001. Martin Creed. Martin Creed. He just finished a marvellous portrait of Michael Douglas in his role as Gordon Gecko in The Wolf of Wall Street. I asked Michael if he rated Martin as an artist and he said, Creed is good. Oh, that's good. Well, I have to go first. This is a perfect one because he won the prize in 2001 and it can be a young man's game, that, but not always. So I'm going to go 58. Seven. I'm not looking at Andy's face. I'm not looking 57. at anyone. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven, Charlie. You've got to be. You basically yep, want to be a three, don't you? Uh, either way. Fifty-four. When did he win it? He won it 90, in two thousand and one. Two thousand one. Twenty-one years ago. You're saying fifty-seven. You're saying yeah. Thirty-six. Uh, when he won it. Fifty-four or sixty, aren't you, Charlie? Mm, mm. Wow, this is so set up the wrong way, Eagles. It really is. <laughs> 
Really? Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Which way will he go? Ron's warming up. Here we go. I've got one. The trouble is, I don't trust myself anymore. I don't trust so you. You're taking a long game. time to Google this. I'm going to say. Charlie. 54. <laughs> Martin Creed is, in fact, 54. Oh! Well, that's, that was quite a dramatic ending to get it absolutely spot on. So let's let's get uh, let's get. Have you you in a, he's in a room with someone called Chetin by the sound of it. So uh, come on, what's the, you beauty? <laughs> Talking night at the bottom of the league. We haven't won in so long. This is as good as it gets. I hope Gary Johnson's listening. <laughs> yep, Gary Johnson's listening. Uh, somewhere. Anyway, what are the scores, Jeff? Just confirm. Paul, you were three out, so you finish on fifty-two. And Major Charles, uh, sorry, Charlie, he was. <laughs> um, he got a direct, direct <coughs> hit on that one, so finishes on fifty-one. So wins by oh, one, okay. and the scores yes. now are Paul thirty-four, Charlie fifteen. Well done, Here Charlie. We are. Just because you've won this, won't be pre-recording it every week from now on. We'll go back to the <laughs> little, line next Little week. Gary time winner there. Yeah. Bang! Yeah, yeah. Well, look, congratulations, Charlie. What a great game. I'm, Fantastic I'm game, guys. For you. you <laughs> like it again game. now, do you? Oh, he loves it now. I've got oh, the feeling the last few what? weeks you hated it the and hated jokes, all of us. jokes this week, yeah. Andy. I tell you what, that last one, that, that Creed guy, they get you on live at the Apollo. Live at the Apollo Creed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charlie. So there we are. There's the birthday spread. Thank you very much, Jeff. Cheers, guys. And uh, oh, that's Jeff. right. Excellent, Andy excellent, should, Jeff. Well done. <laughs> Andy should have his force ones fitted by next week and we can go live live once again. <laughs> You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That yes. was the afternoon Get show. Get yeah, Sorry cotton. to yeah, happy, gloat, you? Paul, but I'm very you happy see, about yeah. it. What about that, though? A direct hit to end with. Oh, I know you. I know and you. you are so often wrong way regals where you go higher but not lower. So do you know what I said? What would you normally say? Say the other Just thing. Just do the opposite thing. Yeah, it's quite well, a good it, tactic, isn't it? It paid off for you. So many, many congratulations. Thank you, Paul. You'd sound not that happy about it. But, uh, you know. <laughs> well, that's us. I'm back with Andy tomorrow. Ainsley Harriet is among oh, our guests fantastic. tomorrow. Who else we got for you? Uh, Harmy will be back to talk a bit of cricket. Simon Brodkin will be popping in. Comedian Lovely. prankster, of course. And uh, we'll have all the Friday regulars. Charlie, you're back on Saturday with Max. Saturday, 9 to 11, the game day warm-up, Max. Sensational. And back with me <laughs> next Tuesday. I called, called you Max. That's it, Max, you see? Okay, I called Max. you Andy at the top. Thank you, Andy. Um, there it is. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 